Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, and I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy, founder of No Hassle Newsletters, which is my extraordinary done-for-you newsletter program that I created in 2007. I served over 1,200 small business owners in nine countries. Didn't even know there were nine English-speaking countries. Shows my <laughs> naivete there. And most importantly, I'm the host of Dream Business Radio, now in its 10th year. This is episode 518. Welcome to a fantastic live edition. I have a, just a tremendous special guest today, Stephanie Fieger. Stephanie, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. And I, I there's, you know, so we just met each other like two weeks ago. And it's like we yeah, have so much in common. Now, Jim. Your family now, Jim. Your family It's totally like if you go, <laughs> all of a sudden you, you just meet somebody and you're, you're on yep. the same page. It's awesome. pretty cool. So uh, I'll give Stephanie a proper introduction in a moment. But um, this episode, as all other previous episodes, I have one sponsor and it's me. So I can approve this for Dream Business Radio. It's brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, the ultimate mastermind for Growth-oriented entrepreneurs, if your business, if you're tired of slow to no growth, if you're like so focused on and just being overwhelmed, but you want to get unfocused, I should say, check out dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com. And I know I read that fast, but I'm okay because it's my business, so I'm, I'm excited to get to my interview. So without any further ado, Stephanie Fieger, she's the owner and chief strategist of the Empower, E-Empower PR Group. She is passionate about empowering nonfiction writers, authors, and authorpreneurs. I love that word. And laser-focused marketing strategies and tactics to help you, check this out, write books that sell. So it's not enough just to say, hey, I published a book. So right. that's only half the battle. It's got to sell. And uh, how to promote their books to those people who want and need them the most. I'll tell you, this is a very, very well-written introduction, which tells me she's very good at the PR side. So as an author herself, Stephanie merges her love of books with her incredible skill set in marketing to help nonfiction authors make their author impact. Stephanie, once again, welcome to Dream Business Radio. I'm so glad we connected. Me too, Jim. And I just love how how the, call it whatever, call it the universe, capital L, life, God, whatever, how the world brings the right people into into your life at the right time. And I remember, you know, our first meeting and thought, yeah, this guy's family. <laughs> this guy's family. <laughs> well, speaking of family, Jeff Herring is a longtime member of the Dream Business Mastermind and also family, kind of like a brother. So we're all kind of all on that same on that same page. So welcome, Mr. Mr. Herring. Anyway, um, Stephanie, my my loyal listeners, and I can't believe it. When I started this podcast, uh, is it 10 years? In, I think it was 2012, because, you know, my my intros just sounds the same. And then we'll have three more right. calendar years go by. But when I started the podcast, I actually thought, man, I'm getting I'm late to the party. Look at all these thousands of podcasts. Now there's millions or billions, right, of yep. podcasts. And um, but it, it's astounding to me that if you stick with something, if you're persistent and, and consistent. Um, now, who That's is the name that? of the who? game. 
So I don't understand why these pictures are they, who are they hiding from? Are they in, you know, witness protection? I don't see their picture, but I, I appreciate the <laughs> message. Anyway. And he thinks you're good people. So that's amazing. Yeah. And you can tell that, that Stephanie and I get along because I'm, I'm probably being a little more silly than usual, but let's get to some good stuff. Stephanie, the listeners of, of this podcast for years have told me they, they love the strategies and the tactics, but they also enjoy the backstories of the entrepreneurs that I bring on because it's the, I think there's a motivation and an inspirational factor that gets involved. And I can remember that because when I was get, when I was in a really tough situation, you know, maybe three, five years in, and then I started going to seminars and I'm hearing mm. not just the strategies that you hope to learn, but the backstories. I'm like, Oh, so somebody else was eating, you know, macaroni and cheese for a long time. Hey, right? Do you know what I had for lunch today? <laughs> I know, right? An another mastermind member, Phil Brakefield. Thank you for checking in. Um, so, Stephanie, are you a first generation entrepreneur? Parents, grandparents, like who showed you there's something else other than direct deposit? <laughs> yeah, well, um, remember that capital L life I was talking about? Life decided it for me, not me. I actually was having a cozy, lovely job working at a large national nonprofit that I had been been there at over for over a decade and actually planned to retire there. Literally, I had already planned it all out when I kind of got this feeling of corporate layoffs coming. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is something, you know, that I think a lot of people face and are uncomfortable talking about that it happens. And I think it was very important to me to realize that to keep my eyes always open and know that you can reinvent yourself and you are bigger than any job title. You are bigger than any job. There's so much more to you than that. So I got wind that there was some corporate layoffs coming and I called up my business bestie and said, Hey, our department might be impacted. And I'll never forget. She's like, no, Stephanie, no, no, no. We'll be great. They can't, they can't do without us. And I laughed and Jim, she was like, what? I'm like, yeah, they can. It's called uh, chess pieces on the chessboard of corporate America. Right. Oh boy. Yes, they can. And yep. so I, she said, well, we, so we started this conversation and she, and she asked me, well, what would you do if you weren't doing this? And I'm like, well, I have no clue because I had been there for so long. I'd gotten very comfortable mm -hmm. and I knew what I was doing, like the back of my hand, it was really comfortable. Anyways, long story short, we flipped the script and I said, I don't know, but what do you think I should be doing? And that's when she opened the door for me. And she, oh, and I actually was talking to her the other day because I wrote about a chapter about her in my forthcoming book. She's like, I didn't realize I had such a pivotal uh, charge in your life. I'm like, are you kidding? You are the reason I am doing what I'm doing because I was comfortable. I did not want to write a book. That was not me. I am now about to publish my third. I did not want to start a business. My husband wanted to. And now I'm the entrepreneur. It's crazy. Mm. So no, we did not have entrepreneurship in my back. My, my, All right. My well, I know you're too young to remember this book, unless it's one of those required readings from the better business. <laughs> but there was a book and I, I, I forget who wrote it, but it was called get fired and get fired up. And how many people actually start a business after yeah. they lose their job now, which was my yeah. case. I mean, yeah. I worked for entrepreneur companies my whole life. And then I thought I'm going to have a business someday, but when I lost my job, I still had four teenagers at home and it just didn't seem like the time. Well, you know, my story got at other plans. So 18 months Absolutely. later, I start a business <laughs> broken in debt. Yeah. But it was interesting that so many people 
it's not like you, you hit bottom, although I kind of hit bottom, but you know, then you can only go up. So getting sometimes losing your position, we'll sanitize the fired part. Losing your position yeah. isn't the worst thing in the world, but so you, so you bounce back, you started this business. Did now, was it initially based in PR or did you say, man, I'm a good writer. I want to write books. Like which, what came first? Oh, Jim. So I wish I could tell you there was this elaborate plan that I had and <laughs> I knew every had step, stuck. right? I knew every step, but here's, here's what happened. You ready? I was impacted by a corporate layoff. Over 600 people were laid off during that time. Oh, and wow. our whole department was. So everybody else was really sad, but behind the scenes, I had been writing a book that I hadn't taken action on doing. So I thought, okay, Maybe it's time. So okay. I go and I publish my book about six months later. And right before the book came out, I was on a call with um, my business book coach cohort. And I shared my book launch strategy because that's what I was charged to do. And in doing that, I had uh, got, I got off the call and I get a phone call from my publisher and my book coach. Now, I'm going to call it Catholic guilt. You can call it whatever you want. Here I am <laughs> sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, I messed up. They're not going to publish my book. Why are you calling me? And Instead, it was the opposite. They said, Stephanie, how do you know how to launch a book? And I said, well, it's not rocket science, right? Like they're like, oh, but it is I'm like, but it's not. And I'm going back and forth. And I realized that they didn't know that my backdrop, I was, you know, my, my corporate career was in PR communications and marketing. My book was not that my book was a memoir focused on inspiration, motivation, um, hmm. redefining success and perspective. So we but had, you knew, but you knew instinctively that you had to use the PR to get the book out there. Yeah. Like that was actually my favorite part. I actually wow. thought halfway through writing the book, I was already like, Oh, and then I can try this. And what if I strategize with this? And what about this partner? I had already gone down that path, but they didn't know it. So I'll never forget the day they both told me, Oh my gosh, there's a whole group of people out there that need what you, what you, do. Now, what was happening behind the scenes is I had already, and being impacted by the layoff, I had already mentally like come to the realization that that part of my life was like a closed, closed book, closed chapter. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to be talking and going in a different route. I've people have been asking me about doing life coaching, which Jim, I giggled at, like, I don't have my life together, but you want me to <laughs> be like, okay. Like I was just really open-minded to what I was supposed to do. And yeah. so my publisher came to me and said, would you be willing to help some of my authors? And I was like, no, no. And she, I'm like, well, why? No, no. And so I very begrudgingly, because she, she was like constantly asking, I was like, fine. Okay, we'll try. I mean, maybe I'll help this one author, but I have other things I have to do. And weirdly enough, all these authors started finding me and mm. they just like kept finding me. And I would be like, why are these people, I had no logo, no business name, no website, nothing. People started coming to me That's and crazy. very quickly I realized, oh my gosh, this is why God did this because yeah. marketing is in my DNA. Communications and storytelling and relationship building is a part of me. And maybe I'm supposed to help people who have a message to share instead of a corporation. Yeah. So, so you said a couple things there. I want to make, I'm going to actually call out one person here um, that I know is watching. Actually, the person whose face didn't show up, <laughs> Sandy Lou. I've known her for an awful long time, met her through our mutual bestie, uh, Carmen. Um, but Sandy Lou, you know, I hope you heard what Stephanie said. There was a message I had to get out. There were people that needed to hear my message. Mm -hmm. Sandy Lou is an incredible story. And she's helping a lot of people now, but I know she's got so much more. And so I'm, I'm so I'm so glad you're watching this interview, Sandy Lou. Um, so Stephanie, so your book did really well, and now you're mm -hmm. you're kind of launching this PR. Did you go right? Did you come up with the name Empowered Author, or like 
how did that happen? I got a funny story about that. All right. uh, and actually it took a long time. I, you might've been the first person that even asked me about this before. So I did not have a business name for a long time. And I actually didn't want to tell people what I was doing. Cause I didn't have capacity. It was like, please no more. They keep coming out of the woodworks. There's no more to give. But I realized right around the COVID era, uh, beginning of COVID, I was driving down the road. I'm like, it's time. It's time to have a name. It's time for us to like, I will, I would love a name. And I was driving down the road and it hit me. So the woman who uh, was my business bestie that encouraged me to start writing and to write a book, and then I went on to do this. When we worked together, people would say when we came together, we were they would call us the power twins. When okay. Stephanie and Marie came together, things got done and done well. And so we had actually been noodling over the years on what would it look like if we ever created our own business. Now, Marie was leading it. She's the one that wanted to be the entrepreneur, not me. Mm -hmm. And yet here I was in this situation. And so I'm driving down the road. I'm like, power PR. Interesting. And I'm like, no. And then it was like, you know, divine discussion. It was like, Stephanie, what you're doing is helping empower people. Ooh. And I'm empowering authors first and foremost, so they can empower their readers. It is a pay it forward of empowerment. And that's why empower is added to it. Now the capital. P so, so did she actually, did yeah. she actually use the name empower like four no. times? Like you just said, <laughs> no, no, no. But she, she just said, we had just talked about the power twins, but as I started reflecting, like really, and again, this is probably my background in branding, right? How my brain works. Mm -hmm. Like really, what is it that I do? And I thought, oh my gosh, it's empowerment. Because here's the deal. Um, in the world of PR marketing and communications, if you don't understand it, it can be scary and uncomfortable. And you can actually feel like you're getting taken advantage of, or you don't know the next right move. And how we, how I have built this, built this business is completely opposite. The curtain is pulled back. And I always say anybody that works with us, I want them to do it because they want to, not because they don't know how to do something right. themselves. So empowerment is just our DNA. So I was really pumped to do Empower PR Group. So Stephanie, I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal something to, to our listeners and, and viewers here, which I I never I mean it's I don't I don't hold back too much, but I always tell my guests, just so you know, don't give me any three-word answers or I'll run out of questions. <laughs> You're getting an A at your answers so far. We're killing it. I told you I don't know I how know. to do three words. <laughs> oh my gosh. So let me ask you, what comes first? Uh, the message, the book? The business does, I mean, just people, do people create a book, excuse me, a book business and go, well, maybe a book will help me. Like, what do you think comes first? Yeah. The chicken or the egg. Um, yeah. that's, that's an interesting question and it's true. It's a, it's a difficult one because it can come in many ways. Typically I help nonfiction authors. That tends to be the, the clientele that I support. And for many of them, it is the message that becomes the underlying piece. It's that story. It's that um, it's that itch that you can't, that, you know, anti-itch cream won't quit, you know, like yeah. you feel it within and you got to get it out. Typically to me, that is because you have found something the world absolutely needs and people keep asking you about it and you're tired of talking about it. Like you want to put it out in a way that's consumable. So it typically in the nonfiction space, I find it's this message um, crafting that's really important because whether it's a memoir and it, you have to have life experiences to be able to write to it, or whether it's your career and a skill set, maybe you have to have experienced things to know what's right, wrong, or indifferent, what worked mm. best, what didn't. So usually for me, the message will start to float to the top. Now the different differentiating piece is this understanding of will your readers consume it? The people who need your book or your message 
are they going to consume it in this way? And this is where I say, you asked, is it like the business or the book at that point? Some people need what you have to say, but they aren't going to read it. That is not the way they do it. And so I always say people, everybody has a story to share. I actually so do not believe the, everybody needs What's the big reason they don't read it? Because they don't know they need it or it's written poorly? Like, why do you say No. That? So some target audiences do not consume information through a book, you know, they okay. would much rather. Um, so I talk a lot about oh, your, watch YouTube right, your, or something. Yeah. Your target audience, your niche is actually sub niched into two more. And one of them will value time over money. And the other will value money over time for the people who I always get this mixed up. How I say it. for the people who value time over money, they aren't going to pick up the book. Usually maybe an audio book, but they're probably going to invest in you. If you have a message that you can help, you're probably going to, they're probably going to say, Stephanie, Jim, will you just do it? Do it for me. But for those who value money over time, they might much rather absorb your message and try some things out on their own. They might absorb it and need that like um, test to see if you're a good fit. The other thing is, is your book could also be a way to up-level you as a thought leader. So again, That's right. No longer are you the person that just talks about it. You're the person that wrote the book about it. Yeah, because there's authors and then there's everybody else. I've got a book in me, right? So yeah. it's, yes. I used to tell people when I was doing my own Dream Business Academy events, you've got to completely suck at it to take away the positioning that simply holding up your book on stage, okay. right? Because um, I learned something many years ago from my editor, Anne, been with me a long time. She says, most people even with the best of intentions, don't get past the first one third of the book. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that's it's interesting. But, I, but I, I thought of it because my my to-be-read pile, like everybody's, was really big for quite a few years. And I'm like, as soon as I got, oh, that's two, that's three nuggets. All right, let's go to the next one, right? Instead of say, instead of thinking there's 22 mm -hmm. more. And so it's it's really what's in the book also. But yeah. the, the bigger point, I don't I want to make sure people catch this. It's not just the written books. I remember... Right. I think it was after I wrote my third book, The Fastest Way to Higher Profits, um, they they started approaching me about doing my books on Audible. I'm like, uh -huh. I'm too busy. Got this, that, and the other thing. I don't want to do it. Plus, I don't want to hear my own stupid voice, blah, 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 all that little head trashy stuff. Yeah. And um, But then I figured out, and I, well, I think I read a statistic where 60 or 70% of the books being consumed were audio books. Yep. So... I decided, so the last three books certainly decide, stop waiting and just say yes, are also an audio. And so, awesome. and then people go, well, I don't have, you know, I can't afford a studio. Well, I had a, my home studio mm -hmm. as I, I, so I went into my home. This is me mm -hmm. on social media. So I was in my home studio this weekend recording my book. My home studio was my bedroom closet. Because oh, it's always the closet. <laughs> it was closet. carpeted. There's clothes. It's the, per you shut the door and it's like, goosh. And I'm like, that's oh, it. No. I have this little microphone here on my laptop and I read my book. <laughs> okay, Jim, can I, I'm going to be vulnerable and tell Let's a funny share. story. Let's share. Go ahead. All um, right. So I take myself on a quarterly CEO retreat. I think any mm -hmm. business owner should. And I book them in January. So I And I'm going on one this weekend. I go 30 miles from my house. So I'm not, it's just to be away from family, get in kind of the headspace. So I really enjoy going to a specific hotel chain because they're just nice. They have a little restaurant or a little mm -hmm. like um, kitchenette in there. Anyways, every time I bring my podcasting equipment and I go into their little bitty closet, which is not a closet. It is like a, an Ikea nook with a curtain. Okay. And I sit there and record my podcast in there with the clothes and everything like that. And uh. I know that the hotel, because I tell them, they're like, you're so silly. I'm like, 
No, it is the small intimate space. I'm talking to myself <laughs> and I'm really having fun with it. And anyways, yeah. So closets are, uh, are, are a podcaster and audio book you know, friend. <laughs> yeah. And my, so when I wrote, just say yes, of course, that's when we were on the boat. And so the, our master stateroom, it's officially the name for a boat bedroom was carpeted <laughs> the bed and drapes. And it made an, an amazing, so shut the door. And I just recorded the book over like a weekend of bad weather. Wow. <laughs> I just locked myself <laughs> in. <laughs> oh my gosh. So many things. And I'm, gosh, I, I, so many things I want to ask you. So, um, Writing a book and writing a book that's actually marketable, which means uh -huh. getting the book sold, yep. literally two different things. Can you Absolutely. address that for a minute? Absolutely. So early in this career of mine, I started noticing this unspoken element of the book process in the book publishing journey, the authors would come to me. I'll never forget one of the first authors I worked with. I, uh, every book I touch or every book we help, I read. I just mm -hmm. believe in that. Like, how can I market a book if I've not read it and I can't believe in it? And so I put together a marketing plan for her. And one of the things was talking about some nuances with her target audience. And I remember her looking at me going, well, where were you when I was writing the book? And I'm like, well, I was here. I just didn't know you needed me. Right. And it was this epiphany to me that, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Anyone can actually write a book, not that successful authors are the ones that write a marketable book that mm. look at the book as a conduit for what's the next step and what do they want to do? And it is a, uh, it is a missed art in this industry. So I always say that every author is writing two drafts. The first draft you write for you, the writing process is extremely cathartic, get it out. Don't overthink it. And then some people will stop there. That to me is what a write, a writer goes. That's the writer in you. The author is the one that takes draft number two and looks at the manuscript and goes, all right, let me think about who's reading it. Mm -hmm. Do they need all this? What do they need? What don't they need? How will they, what, how can I get my message across in the most effective way? And uh, am I using every part of the book to help them on that next journey on how can you lift the message from the page into their life? Do you have derivative offerings? Are you doing speaking, coaching, consulting, online, whatever? How is the book and a business card for something more for you? Yeah, it is always about what's next. In fact, right, yeah. you know, about a little before we get on our call here, I was talking with one of my coaching clients and it was like, Jim, I want to do this. Do you think this is a good idea? I won't go into all of it, but I said, well, is that the thing or is that the thing going to lead them is lead more people into yeah. your main thing? So sure. it's, I mean, I have no idea how much money I've made. I, I know we've done thousands, tens of thousands, maybe a hundred thousand books. I, I just have no clue. But I know this, it probably didn't fill my boat with diesel fuel one time <laughs> from Amazon. Right. However, however, these books have made that lifestyle possible. So That's it is not, it. yeah, it's not That's about it. the book per se. It's about what the book is going to do for you. Uh, you just, and, can I, so you just hit, hit on something I want to add if you're cool with okay. it. Yeah. Uh, I think every author, if you want to go down this path, I think you need to have an honest conversation about what success looks like to you. Because mm -hmm. sometimes people think you write a book and I'm going to be a millionaire with passive income, or I want to sell a million copies, right? Like that's one type of author success. But what you just acknowledged and what I acknowledge are in alignment because I don't know how many books I've sold, to be honest. Um, I mean, I guess I could research it. I don't really care. That is not my right. means of success. Care. What the book has done for me, it has allowed me to launch a business, to do speaking engagements, to help authors that are like, 
I mean, dozens and dozens of dozens all around the world. Like what it has done is not quantifiable. <laughs> it is much bigger than a single book. But if I hadn't written that book, Jim, I would never be doing what I'm doing today. Yeah. So when I wrote my first book, The Magic of Newsletter Marketing, because I was the newsletter guru, I was that was my main business at the time. But then as I broadened out the scope from retention-based, mm -hmm. you know, getting referrals, then just general business growth and profits, et cetera, that's when I got into coaching. So yeah. all it was like, I, I most people will probably appreciate this, but you have one, you had your first kid. And it's like, I, how could I ever love a kid as much as this one? Yes. Then the next one comes, it's like, how am I going to love this kid? And then you see it, it's like, oh my God. Your heart and, just grows. I, and for me, four times, right? And now four grandkids. Three. But it's like, oh. how, so what I'm saying is the first book, what it did for me was astronomical. The yeah. second book, it doubled it. So I said, okay, I can get into writing books. I suck as a writer, but I got a very good editor to make me yeah. sound like I'm intelligent. And so, but every book has been with a reason and a purpose and a strategy. There is a strategy beyond the good yep. looking covers and seeing my face on there. But, exactly. um, but anyway, so um, we're, we're really uh, running low on time and I'm, I'm, I'm going to solve, I always hate to put people on the spot because I don't know why I don't think of this before we're, we're in the green room. Can we go like maybe five minutes longer or do you, yeah, are you go for it? I'm down. Okay, good. Um, I, nobody's ever said no, but they're probably going <laughs> can't, cancel my next appointment. Right? No, totally. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about it. Let's give some peaks. I, I know for a fact you've inspired people and motivated people, which is my highest goal for this podcast, but let's give a little bit of nitty gritty. Talk oh. about book promotion. Somebody's mm -hmm. got a book, somebody launched a book, social media, yeah. email, and they've yeah. sold some books, but literally the book could do so much more. What would yes. be a couple really good usable tips for that? Oh, well, like perfect timing. And I'm just going to throw out here that actually speaking of books, I have a pre-order on a book that's coming out this month that will give you all the stuff. So mm -hmm. uh, go get it on Amazon. It's make your author impact EM with a capital P as a playoff of empower, make your author impact um, is the book, but let me pull that. Let me extrapolate Okay. Really, really cool part of that book. And that, and it's honestly the method of how I help authors. So we call it the author impact method. And here's how it works. I am a believer. If you want to make your biggest impact, whether that is selling books, business, reach, whatever, you have to first start with having a really strong author platform and your author platform is your, then I'll just define it. It's your conduit to help you sell books. So for some people, that's a website, social media, um, speaking platform. Sometimes it's through strategic partnerships. It's not independently any of those, but you want to make sure your platform's strong, consistent, clear. And, and, and if I can interrupt you, sometimes yeah. a platform includes a separate website just for the book, even though it's probably it on your main website. It could. Yeah. You got to get in the mind of who is going to consume your message and what do you want to do with it? Yeah. There, there was a point where I, I did, I did about 300 podcast interviews on the other side of the mic that you're on. Um, in about a two year period, two to three year period when I was really writing. And so each time, instead of just giving, you know, getjimpalmer.com, I'd give sticklikeluebook.com yeah. or decideforsuccessbook.com. Basically yeah. just come up and add the word book and it makes it memorable. So absolutely, go ahead. absolutely. So I always say, say this is a missed opportunity because it's not shiny and fun. Many authors don't want to mm -hmm. jump to the platform. You must please get your platform in place. Cause if not anything you're doing to sell books is like spaghetti throwing and very few pieces of spaghetti will stick. You mm -hmm. need to be able to drive someone to something and they need to see you're credible and professional. So author platform first, the next part. So I want you to think of like throwing a rock in the water and the 
ripples. This is kind of the effort of what our impact method does. But the next kind of big ripple is your connections. So many authors get very uncomfortable with this. And let me tell you, I think all of us are one or two generations or degrees away from the people who need our message, our book, our business, our product, whatever. Mm. But that in between that two to one to two degrees are usually people who already know you and trust you and love you and are happy to tell other people about it but you haven't told them about it. So if you don't talk about what you're doing and what you offer in a very authentic and value focused way, you are not taking advantage of an army of people that are your warm and hot leads who you don't have to convert or convert. They already are on board. They remember you in diapers. They think you're cool. They remember when you had braces <laughs> and like, you know, a weird accent, like they know you at the different level and they love you anyways. So if they find out that you have a book and they know how to help you, Oh my gosh. So I love connecting and leveraging your connections to um, help you launch the book to success, to help you kind of become a street team and to be a door opener for um, strategic opportunities. And then the now, third, oh yeah, see here, I, I'm like, Whoop, yeah, stop because I, I, I am the worst at that, right? Yeah, um, I, I am, I will step up and help anybody. Mm -hmm. I'll share your message. I'll do this, anything, but, mm -hmm. but then I don't ask people, not because of even reciprocity. I, I, I don't like asking people to do things for me. It's just, maybe it's a character flaw. So when I wrote the book decide and, you know, my good friend and, and my own personal mindset coach, Melanie Benson said, Jim Palmer, the, I will promote your book, but if you don't ask at least 12 other people, I won't talk to you for a year. I, <laughs> I, I know she really threw down the gauntlet and I did. And decide sold a ton of books. Yeah. Okay. So you've hit the nail on the head and I went, those listening to just think about this, whether it's a book or your business, whatever. Okay. So you are doing something because you have value to give somebody. Mm -hmm. And if you don't tell the people in your life about it, you're being selfish. Yeah. You're being selfish and you're hoarding the, you're hoarding it to yourself. Now I come from a background in nonprofit and I remember asking people for donations was quite uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. somebody once told me when you don't ask, you're making the decision for somebody else. Oh, the answer good. is already no. Mm -hmm. So if you ask, what's the worst they're going to say? No, you've already thought it was that anyways. Wow. So you right? should, you should teach sales too. Cause that's, that's really a good. Well, good marketing strategy. and sales, they're together kind of sort of. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you must like, don't hoard it. If you're going to write a book, it's because you believe in something the world needs to hear. So allow other people to be a part of it and to help you. Um, so probably the last question I want to ask you, cause I want to give you a chance to talk about uh, your book and website and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, well, actually I can probably squeeze in a couple more. I know you're also big on podcasts, which yeah. several of my clients, but Adam Homie's big on podcasts, created the reach program. But why would somebody who's authoring a book want to also host a podcast? Oh my gosh. So I have the pod, I have a host a podcast, the empowered mm -hmm. author podcast. Good name. Um, thank you. And if you go <laughs> to the empowered author podcast.com, you can download all that goodness. And actually the entire first season of the podcast is on how and why authors should consider hosting a podcast. Ah. And here's why people consume information differently today, but there's something beautiful that podcasts allow for authors. When you are reading a book, the author, the reader is conceptualizing who you are and your nuances and your voice and your message. But when they have the chance to hear you, there is a connection that happens. Uh, people uh, have a deep, deeper connection to somebody that they can, can audibly consume as well. And so I love podcasts for authors, both a to deepen your relationship with readers, but I love using it for innovative ways. Like 
um, hidden, hidden podcast episodes as a part of your lead magnet for your website, leveraging it for a launch team or a launch, deepening character development. Um, the list goes on. I, I'm a freaking love podcasts. I, <laughs> and it's probably because I love to talk, but I love podcasts. And I think authors should be looking at it both as an opportunity to host one. Not everybody should, but some can. And I think it's now called in the industry uh, micromedia. And I think it's a beautiful micromedia platform for authors to spread the words about their books. So they should be guesting on podcasts. Too. Everybody should have a podcast. I think that, you know, it's interesting yeah. that, you know, when I was growing up and I was a rock and roll group in my teens and then music has always been important to I me. I love rock and roll. I have oh a whole character on it. I had like thousand dollar sound systems in my car now because of all that i'm half deaf actually so <laughs> if i can just hear something in my car i'm happy yes. but my wife and i listen to podcasts yep. right because yep. we don't want the music real loud and if it's soft and you got road noise i don't hear it anyway so we listen to voice we listen to and there's there's thousands and tens of thousands of podcasts on things we're interested in and you can go very niche and that is beautiful for authors, both in writing your book and promoting it and also in hosting the podcast. But here's my only tip. And okay. you would probably agree, Jim. I don't want you to host a podcast until you have a business strategy around it. Hosting a podcast can be pricey. It's a time investment. It is. Um, and if you don't have a business reason, what happens is you will stop. You will not mm. make it like you to 500 plus episodes. Uh, yeah, you so need a plan. You need a plan. You need a plan. It needs, it shouldn't be the strategy. It should be a tactic in your marketing strategy. And when That's it's a exactly tactic right. in the strategy, then, then there's a purpose to why you're doing it. So our, my, my good buddy, Phil, who's, um, just a, he's a great writer and he wrote mm -hmm. a wonderful book and, um, it's done really well. And he wrote it with a cause and read I think Phil Love could actually just read parts of the book and elaborate. And that could be his podcast. <laughs> he, you know, anything. I know. So anyway, Phil, there, there you go, bud. Um, so my last question I promise is I, when I was, uh, kind of checking you out for over the last week, getting ready for the interview, you're all over social media. You do a really good job, <laughs> which is no surprise to me, given your talent. But um, how important is social media and how many platforms should the average mm. entrepreneur or author be on? Okay. Can I, I'm going to pull back the curtain and I'm going to share a secret. Okay. Uh, I had a client of mine a couple of months ago say something like, Oh, Hey Stephanie, you know, um, how are you? What's going on? I see you all over social. Like life seems good. I'm like, I don't get on social very much. She's mm -hmm. like, what? I'm like, Oh no, no, no. My social media is strategic. So I am very methodical and we do a lot of social media strategy and planning so that we don't have to live on social. We can yeah. leverage social. So I do not, I'm going to, I'm going to go against the grain. I do not believe that you should be everywhere. And I don't believe you have to do all the things. I actually wrote a blog about it. Something like I do, if you can't swim, why would you jump into a lake without a life jacket? If you can't juggle, why would you do more than what your hands can hold? Like, I want you to really take a step back and consider what do you like doing and what does, what do, what, where do your readers engage there? Mm -hmm. That intersection's important. So like, for instance, the engagement I is Twitter. it. Yeah. Yeah. You have, so if, but if you don't like it, you're the people that are following you can feel it. If you're, if you like a place, but your people aren't there, that's a problem. So you, there's a beautiful in between. And I don't, I think as long as you are focused in wherever you are and methodical and consistent, it will pay off. I do mm -hmm. think all authors need to be on LinkedIn. That's my non-negotiable because people go to LinkedIn for conversion. And I think that right. you must be there, but the okay. other ones, I would say 
consider where you're comfortable, what you like doing and where your reader is, but don't overwhelm yourself. Like get really good at one or two, and then you can add on more if you want. Mm, good advice. Um, you know, so I, I, I agree with where the action is and, and where you have, um, yeah. where, where you're, uh, what was that word you just use? <laughs> where you're, you're connecting with people. I know yes. Somebody, engagement. Yes. Engagement. Thank you. Yes. Boing. Getting you late. have to engage. Um, and, and so about a month ago, my Instagram got hacked. I mean, really bad. Shut down. I couldn't get into it. There's nobody to help me. And you know what I said? You know what? I haven't missed it. I mean, right? it's gone. Like Facebook. Right. And I run like my business page. I run yep. the Facebook, you know, build your dream business now that you're a part of. And yep. I run LinkedIn, my LinkedIn. And people, if they see me, occasionally will say, wow, you're everywhere. I will spend probably, yep. if I spend 20 minutes a day, because mm -hmm. I put things on yep. there and here and here, and I might change up the time just a little bit. Yep. And, um, yep. and that's where I get the interaction. And and what I've also yeah. learned, and, and believe me, I'm the farthest thing from a social media expert, but I've learned that I can post three or four things in a 10 minute period and be gone for the day. And, and those things just show up sporadically. And how do I know that? It's mm -hmm. because the feed of people that like it and comment, somebody's mm -hmm. commenting on stuff I posted two days ago. So it's always yep. in there. Yeah. So somebody, well, don't launch everything. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to spend all day on social media. So do you know anyway. my answer to that, Jim, is yes. it's, um, you can talk to people who will tell you they play the algorithm game. You should do this and not this. I take a step back and go, what will you do? What is feasible in your life? Yeah. To me, something is better than nothing. And so if it's easier for you to spend 20 minutes and do your thing and then go live life and help your clients and do it, um, you know, and it will work out for you. To me, the 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 underlying thread is consistency. And as long as you consistency constantly and show consistency up. and one more word, repurposing. Yeah, smarter, well, not harder. I'm, by the way, and but let me tie this all back in. Once you write even one book, you've got content and blog posts for years. <laughs> That intellectual property goes on and on and on and yeah. on. It's amazing. So Absolutely. Stephanie, your your wisdom is beyond your apparent years because you look like Aww. you're 22. But so I mean, <laughs> what a fun interview. And folks, if you're, you know, we always get a nice little audience, but we get most of our on, re, on um, oh, good Lord. What time is it? It's 4.30. I think it's 5 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> on, uh, they're watching it later. Replay. Yeah. Replay. So hashtag replay. Tell Stephanie thank you. I'm sure if you ask a question, she'll you know tag her and she'll to. probably answer it. Um, but she will be on retreat, personal retreat this weekend. So do it now. But, <laughs> and, and also, do that. if you are watching this live and then you want to see the replay because it always then gets buried, as you probably know because you do follow my awesome social media, I've now resurrected or rebranded the dream business YouTube page, which mm. to my astonishment, because I kind of not paid YouTube. attention to it, had, oh, it's over it. 6,000 subscribers. Now it's got videos from me 10 years ago. Hey, I'm Jim awesome. Palmer. I want to share some brilliant business advice with you. And I look kind of silly, but I left the, all that stuff there, but now I'm repopulating it with all of these live interviews. So anyway, um, Stephanie, I'm that. sure people want to uh, connect with you and we'll say thank you here, but connect with you somewhere else. Where would they do that? So I am most visible on LinkedIn. So find me on LinkedIn, send me a direct message there, connect with me, follow me. I love 
love, love, love learning how the messages I share impact you or questions you have. I'm always happy to share that. I also um, dabble on Instagram and Facebook, but definitely on LinkedIn. Now you can also visit my website, empowerprgroup.com. We actually have, oh, thank you, Phil. You're so sweet. We actually have um, what I like to call a help me help you form. And so on our connect page on empowerprgroup.com, there's a little form. I hate using the word form. So I'm calling it the help me help you. We, when you fill that out, I offer free 15 minute chit chats, meaning let's just get on the phone. What, how can I pour into you? How can I help you? And then, because I'm all about empowerment, right? Because if I help you, I know you can help someone else. So fully, truly take advantage of that. You fill out the form, you get an access to my calendar. And and believe me, uh, I've known Stephanie two weeks. I feel like it's been 20 years, but she (laughs) believes, she totally believes a rising tide lifts all boats. So she's genuine Mm -hmm. when she says talk for 50 minutes. Stephanie, thank you so much. This was an amazing, now it's 40 minutes. So there (laughs) you go. Give me an inch. I'll take a mile. Hey folks, that wraps up this very special interview with my guest, Stephanie Feger. What an awesome interview. Make sure you you comment, hit replay or relike or whatever you're Mm going to do there. You you know what to do. I highly recommend you connect with her, learn from her and follow her. You can connect with me if you should like to do that at Mm getjimpalmer.com. who wouldn't? If you're interested in joining the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, that's Dream Biz Coaching, dreambizcoaching.com, led by me and about 28 other very smart entrepreneurs. It's a great, great program. You can get free digital copies of all of my books, boom, 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 at Barnes & Noble. This is part of my uh, legacy program because Captain Jim doesn't want to work 80 hours a week anymore, but I can give all this information for free at Amazon in terms of Kindle, Barnes & Noble as a Nook book, or the iBookstore, and that is that. But until this time next week, another fantastic interview, and it is another good one. I slips my mind at the moment. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.